How is everybody doing today? Welcome to This Week in Liberpods. I am your host, Nikki P. Uh, this is episode number two. So, for those of you who are just catching up, what we like to do here is we like to showcase some of the best stuff that's gone on in the past week in the Libertarian Podcast universe. So we can start taking down some of those walls and making those echo chambers a little bit bigger. There's way too small of an echo chamber to have echo chambers within our echo chambers. Let's get rid of echo chambers entirely. Let's just start making that culture that we want to have where we can all at least live and let live. Maybe pay attention to other people, see what's going on. So without further ado, I'm going to get into this week's episode. We have, I believe, six clips, uh, all of which were fantastic. Uh, I have not been getting any clips mailed to me quite yet, so we're going to be... You know, doing what us libertarians do and taking IP and claiming it for our own. So, uh, anyways, this first clip that we're going to talk about today is an excerpt from the most recent episode of the Friends Against Government podcast. As they had on Rollo and Slappy of the Rollo and Slappy show. This is amazing. This is one of my favorite podcasts out there. And one of the reasons I love it is because, as you'll find out with this episode... They're willing to talk about the things that are really important, the things that most people, libertarian or not, are not, they're not with it enough to dig into the fat of. And by fat, I mean literally fat. They're talking about lard versus butter. I'm not entirely sure I understand why this is important, but according to them, Twitter thinks it's important. Uh, I guess I have to let you listen and you can be the judge of it. Let's get into it. Well, we didn't do the butter lard, but I think we should move on to food, Carr. What do you think? Food's good. Food's, food's good. good. I like food. Food's good. Let's lighten the tone considering the uh, <laughs> the accusations of racism that we've now placed <laughs> on Stefan yeah. Molyneux. Let's, let's, let's move here. You had a, this is where I shoehorn uh, lard into the conversation? You, I swear to you, I will shoehorn it inside of you if you... <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> Just put it on toast first. <laughs> Disgusting. Car, let's let's settle this 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 debate before we go into the Olive Garden story, which at this point I am committed to hearing. Yeah. Uh, way too. Way. I'll I'll even go so far as way too committed. Like you know, I offered it as a pretty funny anecdote, but now it's like I, we've built up so much that I, there's no way I can. I mean, I, I, I we have to. That's we're, okay we're because towards, I have I have an Olive Garden. We story. are on a track to the iceberg, but I, I, I just can't guarantee results at this point. I, uh, I, I've got the Olive Garden story that I think will we'll follow up with that, and it'll make it worth it, but we'll see. Uh, Carr, where do you stand on lard and butter? <laughs> I'm a lard boy. You're a lard boy. Rollo, where do you stand on lard and butter? Uh, I am not a Nazi, so I like lard. <laughs> Slappy, where do you stand on lard and butter? Casual on the right side. The well on the right side, on the butter side. Thank you very much. Yep. And I, too, stand on the butter side. Now... I so think, you guys don't deny that you're not not interesting. interesting. No, it's not an argument is what that is. And I huh? refuse to argue against it. Um, uh, what I think, what I think I well, first of all, where did this argument stem from? Do you remember? No. Uh, you were talking, well, I've, I think I've been kind of a, talking about lard for a while. You've been getting real uppity about the lard. <laughs> really? You haven't even tried to that. knock you I, down. It's, it's been like every once in a while I'd be like, oh, I like lard. <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> you, you, you awoken, you awakened the lard Twitter, which is infinitely more like, <laughs> infinitely it, more like self-destructive than anarchy Twitter. <laughs> I gotta I tell you, Carl, every once in a day, just like, I like lard sent tweet. I didn't, um, I didn't realize how vicious 
lard Twitter was. I'm buttered butter Twitter too, but I didn't realize that this was such a hot topic of debate. Neither did I, and I loved every second of it. Yeah. Um, but no, you were talking about like some butter. Uh, oh, Kerry, yeah, Kerry Gold. Yeah, we were talking about Kerry. Yeah, Gold. and I, I just made a comment like, um, I just said something about wow, lard, blah blah blah. I don't even know what it was. And then you said, "Well, you can't put lard on toast." And then that's when the yeah, title that's right. Started. I said, "Imagine putting lard on toast," because I was. You said butter was useless. I think <laughs> you had said butter that was doesn't, useless. That doesn't sound like me. Yeah, that doesn't sound like something <laughs> you would say, especially when we're talking about food. I what, wouldn't say something like that. What is the appeal of lard on toast? It's delicious. It, yeah. The spreadability is far superior to butter. Um, even straight out of the, the refrigerator. Even straight oh, out so of the refrigerator. Hmm, okay. I do both. I mean, it depends on how long. If, if, I'm, if I'm cooking bacon in the morning, then I'll leave the lard out. Okay. I'll leave the lard out. You see, I got to tell you. I have some lard in the freezer. I'm going to make cookies out of lard. I don't. Out of lard. <laughs> <laughs> it's lard and there's one Hershey's kiss in the middle. <laughs> mm, delicious. Mm, the South. <laughs> Uh, I don't. I, I've. I don't have any real experience with lard on the counter. What is this? What does that mean? Lard on the on the on the counter. What What does that mean? Yeah. That's actually the best argument I've heard so far. For what lard, is that? Is that it's convenient that yeah, I don't have right to there. go to the fridge. It's yeah. worth, I'll give Car credit for that argument. So you leave it out because yeah, it doesn't it spoil. Wait, is, what? Is that why you leave it out because it doesn't spoil? Yeah, it doesn't really go bad. That didn't sound very confident. You sounded very... <laughs> well, I mean, so far, so good. I haven't died yet. I've had... So I'm not going to lie. That was... Uh, that was something. It was... Uh, I, don't, I don't know how I want to tell you what it was, but it was something. I think more people need to be having those kind of conversations with other libertarians. We can talk philosophy till the end of time, but, you know, I think it's uh, sometimes just bullshitting and being good people, having good people conversations is what we really need to be uh, working on. So... Coming up on the next clip we have this week, uh, I'm pretty excited about this one. I hadn't been paying attention to this podcast, but while I was just looking for things to add to the roster for this week, this one uh, came up in my search, and it is the Porcupine Perspective. This is a clip from the very beginning of the episode, and it's something that, for those of us with kids, is definitely an interesting topic to have. And even if it's not your kids that you're concerned about, you need to be thinking about other people's kids. It was a, a very fun conversation. He uh, he gets right to the meat of it, we'll just say. Um, and I'll be honest, there's some pretty playful banter. Plus, if I don't need to say this, I am a sucker for when there's a girl on the podcast. It's, I don't know. I've never been one to hang out in sausage factories. So, you know, we'll let it be what it is. Let's, uh, let's get into this clip from the Porcupine Perspective. And if it's okay with you, wanted to talk about, and it was uh, what your daughter asked me. What was that? She asked lots of questions, so. At the beginning of it, I don't know if you remember, um, we had the misfortune of sitting by the American flag. It was on the wall. It was a small one. You remember? Vaguely. I mean, it's, it's such a routine for me being in there now. I don't really notice it that much, but I will take your word for it. Okay. We sat there, and um, I didn't think anything of it. You would think... You know, I, I like to think that I take a pretty good um, 
God, I don't know what the word is. Uh, I, I'm pretty aware of my surroundings, or at least I like the. You thing. have a good sense of situational awareness. Yes. Thank you. That's a word. And apparently flags were not on my radar. Unfortunately for me, I was not facing the flag, but I was facing the direction that everyone would be facing when they face the flag at the beginning of every sporting event. Do you know what happens at the beginning of every sporting event? The national anthem plays. Yes, it does. And I had forgotten about that because I don't go to sporting events. I would much rather stay inside on my computer or go out camping or do any other thing. But for your kids, of course, you know, it's fun to do. But I'm sitting there in my camping chair drinking my coffee. And the next thing you know, I hear this music playing. And then everyone is facing in my direction with their hands over their hearts. And I'm like, oh, bother. This is going to be interesting because as you did guys you just do a Winnie the Pooh, I did. Oh, bother. <laughs> I really don't know which was worth you trying to sound like Winnie the Pooh or trying to do an English accent. That's rough. Let's well, not. I, I, I was going to say, I don't think it, they're mutually exclusive. I think both together are, are equally Yeah, but bad. it's like putting two gross ingredients together into a smoothie and then trying to drink it. They're both equally bad apart, but I mean, you just make it that much worse when you try to combine them. Okay. Shots fired. Shots fired. We're not even three minutes in this and you've already started in on me. That's fine. Anyway. You know what, though? I'm just trying to make every listener out there who just did that visible face cringe as they're listening. Oh, just letting them know, hey, we all get it. It's all good. Anyway, sitting there in my camping chair with my coffee, music plays. Everyone in almost lockstep turns hands over hearts and they're staring right at me. And I'm looking at them, but not looking at the flag. And I'm not going to lie. This is the first time since I have delved down the path of anarchy where I no longer respect the flag because the flag is nothing but a piece of cloth. Let's face it. And it's the first time I've had to, I, you could almost equate it to like a, a, a religious experience where someone is trying to testify in front of non-believers of what their experiences are. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, you know, all I've got to do is just pretend like I didn't know what was going on. I could turn to the flag, put my hand over my heart, and everything would be okay. No one would be none the wiser. They'd just say, oh, he wasn't paying attention. But I did not do that. And about halfway through, your youngest elbows me and says, why aren't you standing for the flag? Why aren't your hand over your heart? And I was like, kiddo, I, I don't do that. And... She looked at me and she had this really questioning look on her face. You know the face. Mm -hmm. And um, said, well, then why do we do it? And that's when I got the elbow in the ribs from you telling me that this is not the time or the place before their swim meet to right. talk about the fact that there's this piece of cloth hanging on a cement wall and everyone is. Yeah, it was really weird. I've got to say this. Well, that and it's also like you were talking about last week and the week before is trying to find that balance of when do you engage in that conversation because with her she's seven years old right now and she's going to take what she hears from you and she's going to take it back to school and she's going to share this new discovery with friends and these actions in the classroom that are going to negatively impact her for reasons that she is not yet old enough to understand does that make sense no it does it just it it, it begs this question if we live in a day and a time in an era where it's safer and causes less harm to lie than it does to tell the truth, that indicates something. Now, obviously, I, I'm not going to... I mean, what is it with statists and their flags? I mean, for real folks. And for your parents. 
you need to be keeping this stuff in your brain pan. So, well, the other thing you need to be keeping in your brain pan is when you're watching movies, what are those messages that are seeping in, getting in there, rotting out your children's brains? Well, even if you don't care about all that, you just want to talk about movies and have a fun, fun little discussion about it. My friends over at the Actual Anarchy Podcast had a fantastic uh, discussion about both of the uh, the day the Earth stood still films, both the one from the fifties and from the uh, was it the nineties, the two thousands, whatever it was. And maybe this is just because I have the Free Market Screen Earth podcast sitting on my brain, wanting to talk about the environment a lot. But uh, it was nice, maybe getting a little of the old. Uh, I don't know, people parroting the things I say, maybe without even knowing they're parroting me. So let's get on with it with the actual Anarchy podcast and see what these guys had to say. Had individual sovereign property rights been respected? Well, you're talking to an anarcho-capitalist here, Daniel, so of course I'm going to agree with that. But if the argument is this alien coming down from space and saying, you're destroying the planet, first of all, I would say, yeah, well, it's our planet to do with as we will. And we're changing it to benefit us. Of course, we're going to. I mean, if, if bears ruled the world, they would make it more suitable for being a bear. That's just the nature of what the dominant species is going to do. If they have the capacity to do so. Yeah. Well, if they had little thumbs, you know, little thumbs. <laughs> Got to have the, bear. you know, the big berry paws. They can't really grab onto stuff. Got these, these bear claws. What to do with the bunny? So uh, it just seemed like a whole lot of uh, just a whole lot of. Yeah, judgment from somebody that really had no basis to judge us. Now, what do you think about, though, if from his perspective and his very limited perspective, that it would appear as if humans are the ones changing the environment, quote unquote, polluting or destroying the environment, but it's because he doesn't have the context or a, a more full understanding to even have the argument, you know, so he's just seeing it from a very narrow view from space, from far away, like, hey, there's pollution now, there's whatever. Uh, well, sure. So to him, he's going to see it as, well, you guys are destroying stuff. Well, yeah. I mean, like a, the average, like, you know, environmental lefty guy sees us clear cutting a forest and, you know, this is bad. This is horrible. This is destruction of the environment. And for him, yeah, humans are the biggest changers of our environment. We have the technology. We've got the brains. We've got the ability to do that more than a whale or ants or whatever. But just because we change it from one state to another, because we act purposefully to change things, doesn't mean it's necessarily a terrible thing. I mean, what does he mean by the planet is dying? What does that even mean? It's like the core is going to go cold and it's going to be a lifeless rock? No, that's not what he's talking about. He's talking about like some like oil spilling into the ocean or something. If you look back on the history of the planet, it's gone through way big, more catastrophic change than anything humans have ever done. And this is even back when we had 23 years left. <laughs> 12 years left. Although she's gone back on that now. Now, it's, now she says that was a joke. Yeah, she's, she's, yeah that, I, I mean, the argument, I think, is, is it starts right there. It's like you're, you're saying that this is the case, but you haven't proven anything. You're just, you're just assuming that everybody agrees, oh, yeah, we've been wrecking the, the world and uh, we don't know how to, uh, to preserve it. And what did he say? That uh, if we destroy the earth, we destroy humanity. Uh, but if we destroy humanity, then we won't have destroyed the earth. Right. That's his uh, his calculus. Right. And it's like, well, that just doesn't even make sense that, you know, in a uh, uh, that we would end up destroying the earth, which would destroy us. I mean, as long as we do have property rights and we do have uh, uh, markets that that won't happen. So maybe it's really a, 
uh, peon against the uh, Green New Deal. Well, yeah, and it's just an ignorance of economics. I mean, if there's something desirable, human action. Yeah, people will seek to fill it. So there is a a desire for more, quote, environmentally friendly, whatever. Well, there's people jumping in to provide that service. It's a great marketing tactic to say that we're environmentally friendly. People prefer to support that stuff. Sure. It still begs the question of why did he even come here? What was his purpose in coming here? Just to tell us that we were going to get destroyed? Yeah. Oh, by the way, I'm going to kill you here at the end of the movie. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And I, we decided to clone clone ourselves into this body that we st- stole some DNA from back in 1928. Yeah. Right? Isn't that what they did? Yeah. Yeah. Keanu was like this ice climber dude who found an orb and then got knocked out. And they took some of his DNA and then recreated. They rebirthed him on the onto Earth, which I, I actually yes. thought that was kind of cool, having him kind of have to go through that birthing process to be able to adapt to the environment here. Yeah, that was kind of a other idea. What did you think about his magic Vaseline? Was uh, I was okay with that. That was his, uh, you know, protective uh, organic spacesuit action. Yeah, but then he had a little vial of it and he rubbed it on his, his chest to cure his wounds and whatnot. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. And they Is did it, that in uh, the 51 version too. Yeah, okay. Bert's beeswax or something. Yeah, <laughs> organic Bert's beeswax. It's vegan. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So there's a couple of notes in here. Robert just going ham on that one. Wow. I can't even believe it. Robert having a hot take, not liking a movie. That sounds like, I don't know, every single episode of that podcast. He, uh, for a guy who talks about movies, he doesn't seem to like a lot of them. I'm almost impressed with his uh, the level of anger he can uh, seem to find. And the I guess maybe it's not anger. Perhaps it's dispassionateness with, uh, with a film. Anyway, so if movies aren't your thing, how about we go over to the one and only... Rock and Roll Libertarian with the Blast Off with Johnny Rocket. Him and his lovely co-host Raylene Lightheart have a fantastic discussion with Robbie Bernstein, Robbie the Fire, or if you want to pick on him on Twitter like I do, Robbie the Liar. Let's see if we can get some animosity going here, folks. At any rate, the conversation, I uh, I was frankly a little taken aback by some of these hot takes that Robbie had when, when asked what he thought of some very influential comics so i'm not going to talk about it too much let's let robbie tell you all about his feelings and he he really lets you get it all right so we're going to play a quick game before we wrap up this segment it's called love them or hate them are you ready to play sir great name johnny he came up with this himself guys i did just like five minutes before the show started <laughs> and we're gonna have some music here cue music there we go love them or hate them are you ready to play oh, i'm down let's do it all right brian regan uh ooh, i bet- i'll hate them really yeah. okay okay doug stanhope love them absolute favorite all right bill hicks eh, hate them <laughs> wow Sam Kinison. Love him. Dane Cook. Hate him. Bill Burr. Love him. Yeah. Bill Cosby. <laughs> well, you know, I did like him, but that whole rape thing, he's got him back in my favor, so we'll go love him. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. <laughs> cool. All right, Sarah Silverman. I uh, hate him. <laughs> <laughs> You're not far off there, buddy. I got it. 
Patton Oswalt. Uh, gonna go hate him. Stephen Wright. Hmm. Oh, I love him. Okay. Lewis Black. Hate him. Amy Schumer. Hate. Well, let's say her. Hate her. Okay. And George Carlin. Hate him. There you go. Bam. And that was the very first ever. <laughs> yeah, you can say whatever you need. Any any uh, extrapolations? Well, I just want to say that I guess the options of love or hate are pretty polarizing. So, you know, we like take Bill Hicks. Interesting influence, but his stand-up was always more angry than it was punchline-y. Mm-hmm. Similar thing with Carlin. I, I Like, I get there's influence there, and he's one of the greatest ever, but, right. like, are you guys Carlin fans? I, I think I he's a brilliant. He had brilliant things to say, but I, I know Carlin. what you mean about comedic timing yeah. and how much you're laughing at the show, right? As a pure stand-up, I, I'm just saying, like, brilliance, interesting, but it's almost to me, and I'm sure his catalog's too big that I just haven't seen everything. It's not like punchy funny to me. So... What about Gallagher, just for me? I, I would say hate him. Yeah, I gotta go with hate him. He's yeah. Really cr- yeah, he sucks. No. He's <laughs> stupid. I like the Louis Anderson, too. <laughs> no. I like Louis back in the day, but really? you're gonna, he's gonna say hate him. I know Robbie's gonna say... He's not He's not my cup of tea, but that, that one great joke that he opened up after... Uh, who was it? It was after Dice on the Kinnison special. You know right. the joke I'm which telling? one was it? The food? Yeah, he had that great opener, which was something along. The, um, it, he had that great opening line, which goes, hey, guys, I only have a couple minutes here. I'm between meals. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, right. And then the joke after that was, uh, it's tough living out here in L.A. I tried going to the beach the other day and they started uh, put, they, they started pushing back into the ocean. Or <laughs> something yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh, he's good. I thought he was good. I don't know. Yowza. Wow, Robbie. Didn't know you had it in you. So, you know who we do know has something in her? That is our next clip with Jen the Libertarian. And, well, she's what she's got is a, f- a few words for people who, you know, have things to say about Justin Amash. Whether or not she sees eye to eye with the guy, she's certainly ready to go to bat for him. For the record... I didn't do anything about the cussing. Just deal with it. Tell your kids to go away. The reactions to the tweet threads, and in fact, I should probably say just to the original tweet thread, because I... The reactions, like, I wonder if anybody even fucking bothered to read the other two. Like, it's... I... Anyway. The House Freedom Caucus voted unanimously, without Amash, obviously, to condemn his statements on the Mueller report, which first of all, first of all, who the fuck are you to try to tell this man what the hell he can and cannot say on his own platform? He was not speaking as an adjunct of the House Freedom Caucus. He wasn't speaking for the House Freedom Caucus. He was speaking as Justin Amash on his own Twitter like, go fuck yourself with this. Like, honestly, like, first, like, the House Freedom Caucus needs to just go ahead and die in a fire right now. I mean, it's already been, ever since Trump was elected, it's been just basically bullshit. And now this was just kind of the last straw for me. Like, you really, you really voted to condemn this dude for having an opinion that differs from your own. Like, are you kidding me? Are you for real right now? Like, no. No, there's, there's no, here's, here's my problem with this whole thing. I don't understand why people cannot take what he said 
in the same spirit that I have. And that's not to say that I am some magical special person, but what the fuck, everybody? Why? I don't understand why this had to be a big thing. I don't understand why everybody had to, like, the House Freedom Caucus had to, like, vote to condemn what he said. And he wasn't there for the vote. I don't know if he wasn't invited or he didn't show up, but he wasn't there. And there's been talk floating around about maybe just kicking him out of the House Freedom Caucus, which, okay, whatever, but... All right, folks, so it was only five clips. What am I going to say? I can't count. I can't pay attention. I just throw these things together slapdash in the middle of the night, hoping that maybe I can expand your horizons and make it so you don't have to listen to an entire podcast to find something new that you love. But if you do love the podcast that we talk about today, please, please, please go subscribe to them and give the content creators out there the love that they need. And I'm not saying give them money, but give them money because... We want to keep this good content rolling. We don't want to have to deal with Marvel ruining our childhood. We don't want to deal with, I don't know, pretending that we care what people on Fox News have to say because occasionally Tucker Carlson says something good. The guy's a commie. You can take that hot take and do with it what you will. At any rate, I'm going to let you get going. Thank you for listening to This Week in Liberpods. Go out and bring liberty to the masses. (laughs) 